Ella Podcast, a podcast where two sisters take time to pause and reflect in the midst of a hurried life. I'm Sarah May. And I'm Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing this week? I'm doing really well. Um, you know, spent time with family over the weekend, Yay. did some more Christmas decorating, and <sighs> You really just listed the two most important things in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So... Really, really good. Although I feel like I'm feeling the effects of a long week mm-hmm. end. Um, but I'm really excited for today's topic, but I'm also very nervous for today's topic. I um, am literally completely with you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's the most nervous I've felt hitting the record button. <laughs> but yeah, what are you? What are you? <laughs> What about you? How are I, you doing, Sarah I am May? doing well. I agree that I'm like, it's funny, you normally think I'm feeling the effects of a long week, which is also a thing, but I'm feeling the effects of a long weekend. I didn't want to go back to reality today. I enjoyed mm-hmm. having a four-day weekend, and I baked almost 30 pies last week, so I'm looking forward to a chill week this week, um, but I am excited. I'm I'm like you. I'm nervous and excited for our topic today because I think that it's something that most of our listeners have probably wrestled with themselves, but it mm-hmm. also requires a lot of vulnerability. Yep. And it's kind of funny because that we're, we chose to talk about this topic, which... <gasps> drum roll no I'm just kidding we're talking about (laughs) body image this week which everyone knew anyways because they clicked on it and saw the title but (laughs) that's that's um, correct yep so I feel like at the beginning of this year um God was really starting to put it on my heart to be more vulnerable and that's Mm. why when we started talking about doing this podcast in the spring it was like almost like confirmation for me because that's something that God was already like starting in my heart was like Mm -hmm. that I need to be more vulnerable and willing to share what he's done in my life and my experiences and everything like that and um one of the first things that was really on my heart to share was some of my experience with negative body image and like I posted this big long thing on Facebook and it was super scary and I hovered over the share button for like a minute Mm -hmm. just being really real about some a part of my struggle and so I feel like I'm actually as nervous as I am I'm really excited for this episode Mm -hmm. because I just feel like I'm coming full circle with like where God kind of had me start with sharing um and so now I shouldn't say full circle there's a million other things that that you know we're going to share about but it's just kind of fun for me that this was like really on my heart and now we're going to talk about it together and I think that you're super cool and wise and so like I can't wait to talk and everything so um I don't know about that but (laughs) this is really like uh, this has been one of the things I have internally struggled about my entire life, mm-hmm. I would say, for as mm-hmm. long as I can remember. Um, it's not something that I've really ever, like, expressed often to other people. And when they have, I've often gotten the response of, like, <laughs> I don't want to say people have, like, diminished how I feel, but... I, you know, if I say that I don't like how I look 
or my, like I don't have like you know have you ever asked someone like what's your, your favorite part of your body people typically like have a response like oh I really like my arms or I really like my back or like I love my skin or my love my hair or whatever mm-hmm. like if you, if someone were to ask me that question I literally don't have a positive answer mm-hmm. and I feel like I've expressed that before to people and they're like what like they just think they make me feel like you shouldn't feel that way which then makes me feel even worse you know and so it's just not something that I talk about often with people because I just feel like well no like I've I've never gotten like a oh, I hear you response. You know what I mean? I've often got like a, what? That's stupid. You shouldn't feel that way. And it's like, okay, okay. Okay, thank you. That's definitely (laughs) why I said that, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think that saying that maybe they were diminishing your, I don't want to say concerns, but your feelings, I think that's a fair way to say that. And Mm -hmm. it's not to fault them you know because they I'm sure have their own struggles that cause them to react that way as Mm -hmm. I'm sure we all have to someone but I think it's fair to say that and I think it's good that we recognize that because of how often that that happens with this topic Um, because I think it is so it, it can so intensely affect our spirit and our joy that people want to automatically respond and say don't no no and and kind of shut it down rather than and then just hear you you know yeah and i like i should say i feel like most of the time it's people are coming from a good place they're trying to say like you shouldn't feel that way about yourself which i agree (laughs) and i understand (laughs) doesn't mean you don't yeah but like you just said, we can't just like pretend it's not happening or yeah. like wish it away. Like mm-hmm. it's a real issue. And I think it deserves the attention that we don't often give it um, because it can so closely be wrapped up in shame and that mm. can affect yes. different facets of our lives. Um, and I think that talking about it today is just kind of like, the starting point for me (laughs) yeah totally and you know you saying the thing about pick your favorite body part or whatever it's funny they say that because I can literally remember having that conversation and not having an answer so it's so funny that you say that because Mm -hmm. I can remember sitting there and I was like my skin and then I was like I hate my skin. No, my feet. No, no, no. Those break and Your feet. look ugly. Yeah, I, I, I always said I have man feet. I, that was like, and I was like my knees. No, no, those get really dry and gross. Like I was literally trying to think of, and I just everything I, and then I felt so I hated it. I was like, wow, okay, well I'm garbage. Like, <clears throat> but You're I have garbage. always like my whole life. Well, I this was at the time. That's what I thought. That's what I mm-hmm. felt like. But um. <clears throat> Pretty much as long as I was aware of my image, I had negative body image. Um, So, like, when I was a kid, I didn't care. But as soon as I became aware of, like, my appearance, I, it was just, like, I was very hard on myself, very down. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's funny because looking back now, I see that I was literally a stick and your body shape isn't all of body image. I also had really bad acne that um, I, I probably would have been self-conscious about it anyways, but I was teased about it in school and um, like I tried a bunch of different things to get rid of it. And you know what? Whoever said that acne goes away as an adult 
lied to me. Liars. They yep. lied to me to my <laughs> yeah. face. Yep. <laughs> they liars. just want to make me feel better. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I had just awful self-esteem throughout high school and I got married two years out of high school. So that was definitely still a thing. And I like right. can remember when we first got married, like on our wedding day, someone did my makeup really beautiful. A, a lady from our church just did a wonderful job doing my makeup and my hair. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, God. Like, I was so worried I was going to be an ugly bride. Like, oh my gosh. I, I, know. I was just but, like, yeah, you were stunning. You're, thank I mean, you. you're always stunning, but your wedding day, especially, I remember looking at y'all. I'm getting teared up. Oh. <laughs> I just remember looking at you thinking, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, I was so thankful that I felt like I did, too. Yeah. And it it wasn't every day that I felt like I looked like, you know, Oscar from Sesame Street. I don't even know how he just popped my head, but... but Is he the one that that lives in a trash can? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, I mean, it, it wasn't every day, but I remember, like how sad it made Adam when he would hear me talk about myself because it was so negative. I like, you know, the saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Well, for me, it was like, if you have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. The Mm. only time I commented on my appearance was to bad talk myself. Yeah. It was just really bad. And I, Mm. I would actually have days. I feel so silly saying this out loud, but I I had many times that I looked in the mirror and cried. <laughs> like, I just really, really was so hard on myself. And mm-hmm. I went to a retreat in the fall of 2018 where I really confronted some of these. I had some strongholds in my life. And I had to realize that one of them was my inner dialogue. And um, I was just so mean to myself. And I would, if I heard anyone saying the things I would say to myself, to my friend or anyone, Mm -hmm. I would confront them. And like child, adult, anyone. But I allowed myself to talk, you know, to myself that way. It's amazing what we'll say to ourselves. Yes. I would never say the things that I have said to myself to anyone else. Right. And, um... It was stealing my joy big time, as if that's not a shocker, but Uh it was stealing my joy. And um, I was actually, I didn't want to share it because I knew, like, kind of like you're saying, how sometimes it's diminished or, like, especially because I was thin and, like, a lot of people, and I, I attribute a lot of my body image issues to my body, but I think a lot of people do that. And so whenever... I would like share if I had those issues, people would usually say like, oh my gosh, I would kill to look like you or like, and it would make me feel guilty. Like that, oh, am I making you feel bad about yourself? I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, just kind of brush it off. No, 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 don't. And, and there's, I know they wanted to help, you know, but, um, I, so I didn't want to share. I felt so silly and there was other things tied into it as well. And they were having an anointing like session and everyone was getting anointed with oil and prayed over and. I literally feel like the Holy Spirit spit this out of my mouth, just all the things that I was dealing with. And one of mm-hmm. them was my, my self-dialogue. And they prayed over me, and I had one of the... I have two times in my life that I physically felt God's healing, and this was mm-hmm. one of them. And, awesome. and the other time was literally when I received salvation. So it was just yeah. like... I, I know it doesn't always... It does not always like happen like that, and it took mm-hmm. hard 
work. Like that was just like a moment of of connection with the Holy Spirit over this. Yeah. It was not like I was free of the temptation or or the action really because um it was more just like a revelation of like we're going to do this together. <clears throat> I'm with you and you don't have to live in this darkness anymore. Mm. And um so over like the next year I would say I like worked the hardest I've ever worked in my you know over like something in my mind to change the way I I spoke about myself Mm -hmm. and I would like do silly games so one that I did was if I said something negative about about myself I had to replace it with something positive that started with the same letter so if I said I was ugly I would have to (laughs) yeah well it was hard to come up with stuff sometimes but like if I said I was ugly I'd have to say I'm unique or I'm (laughs) underrated or I'm unbelievably funny (laughs) and as it's making us laugh now it would normally just make me laugh more than anything and Mm -hmm. so there were several areas in my life that I was doing this but um body image was one of them and so at the end of 2019 I was in the best place with my self-esteem that I was in my whole life Mm -hmm. and then 2020 happened yeah what a year and just in the name of vulnerability, I I gained more weight in a smaller amount of time than I literally thought possible. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a mixture of a bunch of things. I can't even really blame quarantine on all of it, but I also I just I mean, loved... that's a big factor I, for it sure. It was huge. Yeah, it was huge. But I also didn't realize that when <clears throat> you're not on the first when you're on the first side of your 20s, your metabolism <laughs> is awake. And then on your second yeah. side of your 20s, it goes to sleep, it starts apparently. To change, yeah. <laughs> and so there was just, <clears throat> I didn't even notice it was happening until all of a sudden I realized I was the heaviest that I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, I don't, like, really go on the scale a lot. I just, like, look at myself and, like, I'm like, ew, you know? So I am more like, how do my clothes fit, you know, versus how they fit before or whatever. And so I was absolutely terrified. I was so scared that I was going to go back to where I had been before Mm -hmm. because I just did all this work. But how is it that the thin girl had horrible Mm self-esteem and now she's overweight like how is she you know this new me not Mm -hmm. gonna beat myself up and so I was really afraid once I really realized where my weight had gotten that I was gonna revert to old old patterns and I'm not gonna say that it's not hard Mm -hmm. um, because you know thankfully I have people asking if I'm pregnant every couple months That's not thankful. She's being sarcastic. No, it is. People stop doing that. (laughs) So it makes, I mean, I, I have struggled big time, but I'm so glad to recognize that the hard work I put in has carried me through. And so, I mean, I have spent the last eight months working on, um, like viewing myself and not and not being angry with myself for letting myself go. I'm mm-hmm. doing air quotes for those of you who can't see, <laughs> who's mm-hmm. everyone but Sarah. But yeah. um, <laughs> I don't want to be like depressed when I see myself. I want to allow myself to buy clothes that fit me and that I 
I feel good in. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I've definitely been like doing um, some more like work to love myself as I am now. Um, but I was introduced to this thing called from Alyssa, our sister-in-law, um, she told me about this thing called body neutrality or being body neutral. Mm-hmm. And um, body positivity is humongous right now. And yep. I, I'm not going to say that it's all bad, but I think that there, for, for me personally, yeah, I don't want to use anything as a crutch or as an excuse to be unhealthy. Yep. And I'm not saying anyone else says that. Like, I think the body positivity is great. But for me personally, it just didn't fit. And I, it bugged me. Like, <clears throat> why can't I just feel body positive? Because it made me feel like I was. it was an excuse. Mm-hmm. Again, anyone can, like, no one else has to feel that way. That's just how I felt. Yep. And so when she was talking about being body neutral, the way that she described it was like, this is a body. It has a job. And it does the job and um I was like okay that's cool <laughs> and I, how do I do that <laughs> and so I tried to start incorporating that into my thought processes and like I said I've been doing some more work and everything for the last eight months and um I, for me being body neutral is to be able to say like there's good and there's bad mm-hmm. am I at my healthiness my healthiest no but am I going to allow that to define me? Also, no. Because, quite frankly, our bodies, our appearance, are the least important part about us. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, it never dawned on me, ever, in my whole life until I started trying to combat these negative thoughts I had. Mm-hmm. And so I'm now I'm more in a place, and I actually was really pleased in the most in a you know the most recent month that I feel like I'm finally getting to like a body neutral place where I look forward to like the next season where I'm I feel like motivated to work on my health and I'm taking steps now to do that and but I'm not gonna be like waiting for it I'm not gonna be waiting to love myself or to be kind to myself mm-hmm. um, for me to be in like the size jeans that I think is appropriate to love myself. Oh, I love um, that. So that's kind of where like that the body neutrality has landed for me where it's like I see I, it's neutral because I see that yes there's good and there's bad but it doesn't like I don't want to say it doesn't matter because your health matters and I need to be healthier that's all there is to it but when it comes to loving myself, none of it matters. Yeah. I need to be kind and, um, yeah. So that's kind of where I feel like I'm like getting intense, but I just like no, I, you're... I've been like in the trenches with this, and I feel yeah. like so many people are. I feel like you have been, and mm-hmm. I just it's so it's it breaks my heart when I tell people like pay them a compliment and I can just see it in their eyes when they don't believe me yeah and it it makes me think of how Adam felt when I would do that to myself mm-hmm. and how it would like it would just make him so sad for me and because he just loves me so much and he truly th- thinks I'm beautiful and so mm-hmm. yeah I just want 
everyone to be nice to themselves. <laughs> everyone be <laughs> kind to yourself. Yeah. And I like still am mean to myself sometimes. I'm not going to, I wouldn't, I will never say that I've got it. Like, no, I'm just, yeah. I am just really pleased that I like have partnered with the Holy Spirit to work in my life in this way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel like I'm finally seeing a little bit of the fruit of it and yeah. it's exciting and it makes me want to keep going. I love that you said that you're not going to wait till you get to a certain point to start being kind to yourself Mm -hmm. because I think that is a big issue that Mm -hmm. I struggle with. Um, So I can share a little bit of my up and down journey. Uh, Much like you, for as long as I can remember, I have disliked my body and the way that it looks in terms of weight and proportions of certain body parts to others. Um, And there are literally, like, I have vivid memories from childhood and growing up that stand out to me when this issue is brought up. Um, Like, I can actually visualize them. Like, that's how vivid they are. Wow. One is from sixth grade. I was in my math class. And so I, I was, like... I would say a bit of a heavier set kid um, through my, I don't know, like after six years old through puberty maybe, um, and had a really round belly and big thighs, and I remember three girls who weren't the kindest girls just I just remember we were standing at a desk and they were laughing at me and they looked at me and they were like how much do you weigh you're so fat oh and my gosh. I just stood there and I didn't know what to say <laughs> and I like I lied I I answered them I told them my weight because I'm such an honest person that yeah. I could except for the fact that I lied but like I wasn't gonna be like mean or I wasn't gonna break down or anything I just was like um I weigh this much (laughs) like I don't know but I lied about it because I was embarrassed with how much I actually weighed because they were calling me fat um and so that's one that sticks out to me another one was probably around the age of 13 I remember someone from my church we were walking out of like the back door front door of our church and they were like well you're really starting to thin out. I can see it mostly in your face. And this was like an older adult male. So it was weird that he was making that comment to me anyway. But it especially, like, I just remember thinking, like, why is he pointing that out to me? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I can't remember anything else about the conversation. Like, I have no idea why that got brought up. But I was like, wow, he just made it a point to talk about the fact that I'm thinning out Mm -hmm. so like he noticed that I was Mm -hmm. fat too because I am like that's just you know like everyone looks at me and thinks wow that girl's fat and that's how I felt since sixth grade um and then another uh memory was from high school actually which I don't think I was overweight in high school I mean if you were talking to high school Sarah, I thought I was. I look back at pictures <laughs> yes. of me in yes. high school, and I'm like, how did I think I was fat? You know, mm-hmm. like, it's sickening to me what our minds can do and the lies that we'll believe. But <clears throat> um, we were running on the track for gym. So this was 10th grade. And a boy who I actually, like, went to school with him, like, my whole life. Um, 
out of nowhere just called me thunder thighs and I remember being so hurt because I was like we've known each other our whole lives why are you saying this to me it was just so mean and so like out of nowhere and I didn't even know how to respond and the like the thing was I remember thinking I'm wearing gym shorts right now like my thighs really you can't see them very well like my skin wasn't really showing you know and I thought wow they must be that big if like he's pointing this out and I'm just wearing like gym shorts and so literally for years I would refuse to wear shorts after that like that's how much it bothered me um and even into adulthood like I remember (laughs) Ryan and I were married at this point and I had gone to I think a grad party for like a student that we were with who we were youth leaders at the time and Mm -hmm. they graduated high school and I remember I wore shorts and a tank top because it was the middle of July and Mm -hmm. we were out playing volleyball and I remember the kids being like wow Sarah you're wearing shorts like it stuck out to them that I never wore shorts but it like I had that like deep-rooted insecurity within me from those comments that I would hear growing up and so those like and other comments that I'm just not sharing. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. But like just things that I would hear throughout my life, like they stuck with me. And um, it's so funny. It's not funny. It's important because I remember one day, so we have three little nieces on our side of the family. <clears throat> and um, we were... I don't know, all hanging out as a family and our brothers, my brothers, your husband (laughs) and his brothers were watching like home videos that they had made from like when they were younger teenagers and stuff. And I remember Adam saying something to the effect of like, oh my gosh, I've gained so much weight. I'm so fat now. Like, I can't believe what I used to look like. And I thought I was fat. Then he was verbalizing this out loud and like Mm -hmm. they're picking on each other or whatever. And I remember our sister-in-law, Alyssa, texting afterwards and she just was making a very kind statement of saying like I know that we were just having fun as a family and you guys were reminiscing but I just wanted to like put it out there for us to be mindful about how we talk about our bodies in front of the girls because you know our nieces were sitting in the room and she I think tries very hard to not make comments like that around our nieces and I know why mm-hmm. <laughs> because those comments that I just said they're sticking with me now as a 28 yeah. year old woman and I just think it's so important that um that we we are very careful about like what we say yeah regarding our bodies to others and to ourselves and it's a battle that I I still am working through but so anyway I have always dealt with the, that negative self-talk in my mind and um actually it would really annoy me growing up because I would cry to my mom and you know I would tell her like I'm fat I'm ugly and whatever and she would say you are not fat you are a growing girl and I would get so mad (laughs) because I would just feel like that you have to say that you're my mom like you you shouldn't agree with the people who were saying this about me um but she'd always say no Sarah your body needs like your body is doing what it's doing because you are growing and Mm -hmm. like you have to have fat on your body to grow and like 
I just would get so mad. But truthfully, like, I feel like I never got to a point in my life where I became obsessive about my weight mm-hmm. um, or got to a point where I was having, like, an eating disorder or anything like that because my mom always always like fought those lies with the truth Mm -hmm. you know like she didn't just say oh honey no stop it like don't feel that way like she gave me like a like almost like a scientific way to like say that's not true and here's one of the reasons why but anyway um so that's kind of like how I felt about myself growing up um And I will say, too, part of that, I feel like I have sometimes had an unhealthy relationship with food. So, like, I love food, and I'll be the first one to admit that. I mean, how many times have we talked about ice cream on this (laughs) podcast? Just on this podcast. Alone. Um, So, I love food. I love making food. I love gathering around the table with people. Like, I just love it so much. But I've often turned to food in unhealthy ways for comfort. And sometimes I'll be like, you shouldn't eat that because you're fat. And then Mm. there's like that other person telling me, well, who cares? You're already fat. Just eat it. Like that's like the dialogue that I have with myself sometimes. It's like like in cartoons where they have the little devil and the little angel, except yours are both little devils. (laughs) They're both both really mean. (laughs) When it comes to food, yeah, and and body image and, um, and stuff like that. So to try to like combat that, I have, you know, I have attempted to do different I don't know if they'd be called weight loss diets because some, you know, people call them the lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, what I pretended to call them until I realized I was just dieting. So one of those quote-unquote lifestyle changes that I've tried in the past was the Whole30 diet, which I know you have also done, mm-hmm. and we've tried, we've tried to attempt to do it together. Yeah, yeah I did the Whole15. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't do it um, for 30 days. Yes. So this was like years ago years ago and um truthfully looking okay well I should say for those of you who have never heard of the whole 30 diet it is essentially it was designed to pinpoint maybe issues that you have with certain food groups and the idea is to eliminate anything that is not a whole food and it's to eliminate inflammatory foods inflammatory foods inflammatory foods sorry um so you are only allowed to eat like grass-fed meats which i did not do because hello that's expensive (laughs) um you have to eliminate like processed sugars wheat and gluten dairy legumes so basically you can eat fruits vegetables nuts and seeds healthy fats and some nuts or no, yeah, wait, nuts, yes, nuts no legumes. Seeds. You can't have legumes, so you can't have peanuts. Mm-hmm. That's included. Um, and then, yes, grass-fed beef. So it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life because it is so strict. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really have to be super intentional about what you're putting into your body. But I will say I've honestly never felt better mm-hmm. in the sense of I had way more energy. I did, like... Okay, I, like, pretty much have to eat Tums after most meals nowadays, which is so sad because I love spicy food and mm-hmm. it's just not 
sitting well with me anymore. But anyway, so like I didn't feel all bloated and gross and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like I felt really good. Um, but the hard part about that is, like I just said, I love food and I love gathering around food. Mm-hmm. And when you're on a diet like that, it like really restricts what you can do mm-hmm. as far as like going out to dinner with friends and it just didn't bring me joy um but I have attempted it over and over and over again because I'm like well I also lost a lot of weight when I did it um and so I feel really gross about myself I feel fat I'm just gonna do it but then I never like carry th- carry it out and I'm never successful with it and I've often wondered why um which we'll get to in a little bit um (laughs) but then another time that I felt really like like I was making good strides towards having a healthier body image was um a couple years ago I a friend and I signed up to go work out at like this fitness studio and it was just the class that you took it was 45 minutes you're in and out I literally went like three times a week which is more consistent than I've ever been when it comes to exercise in my life I mean there were even some I've never done that (laughs) yeah there were even some mornings that I went to like the 5 45 a.m class which I'm not a morning I know I'm not a morning person but I just didn't want to feel fat anymore. And so I was like, this is my answer. Like, I'm just not going to, you know, I can't give up. I can't do it. So I did that for about a year. And I will say that, like, I felt a lot stronger. Um, I could feel myself getting stronger. Like, there would be moments that I would remember, like, oh, we did this workout a couple weeks ago and I couldn't finish it. And now I can. And I really liked that. But even in that year of life, I would still look at pictures of myself and think, I'm so fat. My Mm -hmm. hips are too big. My stomach is still sticking out. My arms are huge. Like, I still had all this, like, negative self-talk going on, even though I was being really healthy. Like, I Mm -hmm. was doing what they say you're supposed to do, you know? Um, And then 2020 hit. And not only did my gym shut down, but I got pregnant. (laughs) And (laughs) I was nauseous the first trimester, like a lot of women experience. So, like, I wasn't working out at home because I just felt sick all the time. And then by the time, like, my – the fitness studio had opened back up, it was, like, close to when my year – was up as far as like my membership goes and I was like well I'm about to have a baby I'm not gonna be spending this money anymore and so I just like canceled my membership Mm -hmm. and was like I'm done working out in that way um and I'll just get back to being healthy after the baby's born like that's just what I told myself so um I feel stupid even saying this because it just sounds ridiculous but I I felt like I was just going to, like, quote-unquote, bounce back, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, three months after he was born, and my body would just look like it did before I got pregnant. Um, because, to be honest, I have a lot of friends that that happened to. Mm-hmm. Um, their bodies just, they went back to what they looked like before they had a baby, and so I was like, well, that's just what's going to happen for me. Um, 
It did not. Well, you but you can't know. You don't know what you don't know. Right, right. Your body had never been through it before. Right. My body um, looks drastically different <laughs> from when I was not pregnant. And um, actually, it took me like a year. Oh, yeah, about a year to muster up the courage to even put on my pre-pregnancy jeans. <laughs> um, I remember my one friend, bless her heart, she was back in her pre-pregnancy jeans like three weeks after she had her baby. And what? so I remember I hit that three-week mark and I went to put mine on and I like couldn't get them over my thighs. And I was like, oh. Wait, <laughs> what? this is foreboding. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is this not happening? <laughs> so I just shoved them in a drawer and I was like, I'm not going to even think about those anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, which actually was probably healthy for me a to very do good thing, yeah. instead of like focusing on it so much. But um, it took me like a year to even fit back into them. And <clears throat> even still so I'm back in my my pre-pregnancy jeans and I still look at my body and I I don't love the way that it looks mm-hmm. um and you know I see a lot of um empowering and encouraging posts on Instagram about women who are like they love their stretch marks and they post pictures like very real vulnerable pictures of their stomachs and they're like this isn't what the world says our bodies are supposed to look like but I love that this is what my body looked like because mm-hmm. um, the reality is like I am very thankful that my body grew my son and I was able to deliver him and like it is it's truly a miracle and incredible like how our bodies are created to do that. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's just insane. I wish, though, that I could say, and I love the way my mm-hmm. body looks. I'm mm-hmm. not, and I'm just being really vulnerable. I'm not at that place, um, even in my pre-pregnancy genes. Like, I'm not, my body looks still, like, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> it's wider than it used to be. I have stretch marks. They did not go away. Like, they're still there a year later. Um, but I have just come to the conclusion that, like, I have to give myself grace. Mm-hmm. And it took nine months to grow my son. Um, but, like, the first full year of his life was me learning what it meant to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And so my, like, my focus wasn't necessarily on becoming thin or you know I have started working out more often and I think that's actually something you and I and our other sister-in-law started doing which was really fun having the accountability partner for Mm -hmm. those two weeks that we did it (laughs) um I loved it while we were doing it (laughs) yeah like I I've just I've just come to the conclusion that I need to have grace on myself and it's gonna be a slow and steady journey back to feeling that like strength and that health again um but with that being said that negative self-talk has never gone away for me and I think mm-hmm. that's something that I really um it, it is a struggle of of why that is and um it's something that I want to like dive deeper and dig deeper to figure out um, because at the end of the day, I could be a size two and still hate the way that I look. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
so there's got to be like another root issue there Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I don't know what it is yet but I'm really I'm um I want to be intentional about figuring it out sure yeah yeah I mean that's the thing is that's the thing that's so wild about how mean we are to ourselves (laughs) is that everyone has a different reason (laughs) yeah you know like maybe you know for some people they're just naturally hard on themselves and you know the way that they look is just another aspect of it for a lot of people it's things that were said to them like Mm -hmm. I remember you talking about the old man it made me think of I was walking into Walmart with someone when I was in high school and they said remember when you got a little chubby for a little bit and I was like no (laughs) what when did I I mean I struggled with the way that I looked but I didn't think that other people thought that I was chubby Mm -hmm. and so which would be fine if they did but um yeah he's he said remember when you got you were chubby for a little bit and so I'm thinking well when when did you think I was chubby right so at what point you know was I chubby that I don't even know it and so do I not even know how other people perceive me yeah and then um Yeah, and, like, with the whole, like, someone, I shared this with you, but, and it was part of that Facebook post I was talking about earlier, but someone literally asked if I'd gained weight and if I was pregnant, and even earlier, me joking, like, oh, thankfully people are saying I'm pregnant, like, I don't even know how to respond to that to the point that I don't even know how to talk about it, and Mm -hmm. it came out, thankfully people say I look pregnant, because I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to say those words, because it it does hurt so deeply, Mm -hmm. because... I could very well look like I'm pregnant. That's not the part that hurts. It's the fact that someone felt the need to point it out to me. Yeah. Because I'm struggling with the way that my body looks no matter what. Right. So all that to say, the wounds that we carry are sometimes rooted in things people have said. And sometimes it's truly just a comparison game. Yeah. And we are... I keep seeing these videos on Instagram. I feel like we talk about Instagram a lot. But (laughs) I keep seeing these videos on Instagram recently and it's saying why you can't like think that this platform is all real and it was showing the effects of um like photoshop Mm -hmm. but just as easy as what people can do on their phones it's not even like this i thought photoshop was like this intense software on a computer but literally people completely change their appearance from their phone yeah and post it and that was i guess like i knew that i'm thinking filters and stuff but literally Mm -hmm. they can people can change their entire appearance and i'm comparing myself to that i'm comparing myself to literally someone that doesn't exist yeah so I think that there's so many reasons that we're hard on ourselves and we're mean to ourselves. I'm just going to call it what it is. And um, I'm proud of you that you want to figure out kind of where the root is mm-hmm. for that for you. And yeah. I know you can. I actually, I don't even know if I know where mine was coming from. I guess I just decided I wanted to squish it. But <laughs> but that's okay, yeah, too. <laughs> it's like there's still, I, I think it's going to be a lifelong journey because our bodies will always be changing. Mm-hmm. Like whether someone has kids or not, their body is going to be different right. through the, the stages of life than yeah. like when they were younger. And um, 
Yeah, that's one thing that I realized one day is I'm like, I am comparing myself to 19-year-old me when I got married because right. I would always say, I think it's so cute when people put on their wedding clothes and take pictures on an anniversary. And I'm like, there's no way I'm fitting in my wedding dress. Mm-hmm. And I, like one day I had to realize I was 19 years yeah. old. Your like, body I was literally, my body was still be. developing. Yeah, your body's yeah, supposed to I be was, so different now. I was a teen <laughs> at the end of that age. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I just had to like realize it's it's okay if I never fit in that dress again Uh I want to get healthy I'm not you know I'm not there I'm I am not only too lazy to use my gym membership I'm too lazy to quit my gym membership like I just have it I'm just paying them and I don't even go in and I pass it every time I go to the grocery store so you're like, oh, there's that place. <laughs> yes, I should go in and cancel. But like, so you know, I have I have steps I want to take. But um, yeah, I think two goals that I have for myself, um, that I want to be intentional about thinking about and then also working on, is having the mindset that I'm worthy enough to take care of myself in a healthy manner. Um. I was thinking about this the other day. I put so much effort into making sure that Miles is getting the nutrients that he needs to thrive Mm -hmm. and um, to grow and to develop properly. And I'm very careful about what I give to him because I care about him so much. Um, but I, I don't view myself that way. Like mm-hmm. I, you yeah. know how you were talking about body neutrality and you're like, your body has a job. Well, like I, I don't view my body as like, you have a job and how can I fuel you to work properly and to feel the best way that you possibly can. I, I've never really viewed my body that way. Um, and I just want to like shift my mindset to like, you're worth it to say, I want to treat my body well, Mm -hmm. um, instead of focusing on all the things that I hate about my body, focusing on all the good things that my body can do and does for me. Um, and that's the second one. I want to have way more gratitude for the fact that I'm able to take care of my body. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget this in college. I was friends with, um, one of the cross-country runners on our team. He was one of the best on the team. And he knew that I hated running. <laughs> um, anyone who knows me well knows that. And <laughs> we were sitting having lunch one day, and he was like, well, I'm going to make it my mission for you to love running. And I was like, well, I can tell you right now, you're going to fail. <laughs> um, and I just said, like, what do you like about running so much? And he said, I love the fact that I have a body that can do that. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he just said, like, I have been given this body that has the ability to run and to exercise and I just don't want to take that for granted and I was like oh okay <laughs> like I just thought okay what a cliche answer but you know after pondering on it for a while I thought oh my gosh like yeah it's something mm-hmm. that I take for granted so much and even now still do um but, like, I've been gifted this body 
that is relatively healthy and mm-hmm. and I don't treat it the way that I should treat it. Um, and that's as- aside from body image because I do still think that there are things that I need to work through to figure out in those moments when I am taking care of my body, why do I still look at it and think I don't like you, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have heard a lot about this book. It's called Breaking Free from Body Shame. It's by a Christian author. Her name is Jess Connolly. And I know a few friends that have read her book. And I've I've listened to a few podcasts where she shared about the book. Um, but she basically talks about body image, body shame, and and brings this uh, biblical approach to like partnering with Jesus to break free from that shame or negative self-talk or whatever mm-hmm. it is that we are struggling with. And um, I thought it might be kind of cool to read it, for, like you and I, to read it together. And I don't know, maybe in the future doing a podcast episode and saying this is what we're learning and this is where where we're growing. I love that idea. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, let's read it and we can take notes and then we will bring, we'll do a little review and um, kind of bring what we learn back to the listeners. Yeah, I think that'll be fun and that'll also be in uber vulnerable episode i'm sure (laughs) uber yeah uber vulnerable yep would you have any other thoughts that you would like to share not on this i feel like i just word vomited all over this and uh i feel like i wish that we were like wrapping this up with a better bow (laughs) you know like i feel like we're both like these are the ways that we're hot messes but we're working on it yeah, I mean, I think that I personally, I'm encouraged to know that I'm not alone in it. True. Like that true. I am a bully to myself sometimes and that I know that while I never want you or anyone else to deal with that, it makes me feel a little less crazy to know that I'm not the only one who deals with it. And not that I thought I was, but also... um you know, I think that we both shared a little bit about our goals mm-hmm. or, you know, where we've come. And so I think that's okay. Be nicer to yourself, Sarah. I'm yeah, sorry. we should make shirts. <laughs> Be kinder we should to make yourself. Shirts. I'm sure that's already a shirt out there, but you and I will make each other shirts. Be yeah. kinder to yourself. It's Is it kinder, kinder or, or more kind? <laughs> We both know. said that at the same time. Adam's the English major. We'll ask him. Yeah, he'll listen to this and he'll text us. We'll get a text after this airs. Yep. Um, so, are you ready for the national days today? I sure am. Okay. Okay, the first one I picked, because I think I know something about you, but I'm really nervous <laughs> that I'm okay. remembering it wrong, and so we're about to find out. Okay. Today, December 1st, is the Romanian national holiday. <laughs> did you take the... a trip to Romania? I did, yeah. Okay, good. I, I did. Just... It's I just nervous. called the Romanian national holiday? Like, it's not anything specific about Romania or... 
I mean, that's so not weird. on the website I found it that's on. That's so funny. <laughs> it's actually said Romania national holiday, okay. but that felt weird to say, so I said Romanian national holiday, but maybe Romania national holiday is the better way to say it. Romania is starting to sound weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. I traveled to Romania when I was in college um, for a three-week service learning trip. And it was the hardest three weeks of my life because, yeah, I mean, I had been out of the country one time before, but my mom and two of my brothers were with me. So I was with family and church friends. So like I wasn't alone. Um, on this trip, I went with, I think, 10 students or 10 other people because there was Mm -hmm. two faculty members, um, and I didn't know anybody except for, like, one of the faculty members. So it was like going on a trip with 10 strangers. Oh and then... Um, and we all know from the community episode how you do I don't with do making well. new friends. <laughs> with, I mean, I, I do fine. But, yeah, it was it was overwhelming in my mind. But even worse than that... We stayed with host families while we were there, and I was placed at a host family's house or apartment with a girl who did not go to my school, so she was there on another trip with her university. Um, So I literally lived with a perfect stranger in another stranger's home for three weeks, Um, and it was all fine. They were both just very kind people. Um, but I felt very alone, and actually, I was probably the closest I've ever felt to the Lord. Um, but it was a it was a moment of weakness for sure. Yeah. Wow! Oh my yeah. gosh, I did not know that. Well, here I thought I was like doing this national day that would bring back this wonderful experience for you and you're like that was literally the hardest thing i've ever done well way to go sarah may way to go it's okay uh, i think another part of that too was it was i mean romania is a very poor country um and the area that we were in there i mean there's just a lot of poverty and so it was like a gut check in a lot of ways which is never easy um but yeah, I don't, I don't, and then a lot of my friends had gone on um, other service learning trips that were a little more glamorous. Like my best friend went to Italy, so oh poor kid. I know, I had like access to Wi-Fi, and you know I was able to Skype with my family, and I could go on Facebook and chat with them and stuff. But like I'm seeing my best friend posting these amazing pictures of going through all these art galleries and eating pizza with all of her friends. And I was like, I got lost in Romania today because we had to walk everywhere we went. And um, the one place that I like served while I was there, they were like, from your apartment this is what you do you go here here turn here and then there's this like weird statue on the building and when you find that you're there i couldn't find a building i couldn't find it and so i'm sitting in romania i speak no romanian and i was lost and i was panicking i was like i i don't know what to do i'm gonna get kidnapped like my mind just started going a million miles a minute and thankfully i had the number of like 
our contact person at this organization. And I was like, gosh, this is going to cost a lot of money, but I'm stranded and lost. So I have Mm -hmm. to call her. So she found me and she picked me up and I was literally like 50 feet from this place but it was so hard like whatever statue it was it was at the top of the building and it was like inset into the building so it wasn't really a statue it was the worst description ever but anyway so yeah I was like I almost died in Romania (laughs) being dramatic and you're eating pizza pizza in Italy and so I was just like oh man I'm missing out on so much fun but Mm. but truly looking back like I actually don't think I've ever felt closer to the Lord than in that moment because I did feel yeah. very alone and there's all the comforts stripped away of like everyday life. But anyway, yeah, so Romania, good times. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Okay, the other national day for December 1st is National Christmas Lights Day. Yay! Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so shameless plug. My husband um, is a poet, and he just wrote, um, it was an Advent prompt poem, but he just posted it to his Instagram page at Of Earth and Acorns, and Christmas lights are a part of it. So and it's beautiful. It is so it is. beautiful. I read it. It's beautiful. Every time he posts something, I'll be like, Adam, did you read this? And he'll be like, yes, Sarah, I follow him too. I'm like, read it again. Let's read it together. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just amazes me. Like, I, I, my brain does not work that way. I'm not yeah. creative oh, in that yeah. way. And so, yeah. like, it amazes me. Like, he looked at our house, which we decorated with Christmas lights, mm-hmm. and he turned it into this really poem. deep poem mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the hope of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, anyway, I know. that's no, really I funny. Know. That's that... like, that. I admire, like, artistic people so much because, like, I can take something and turn it into something. I cannot take nothing and turn it into something. And that's what, like, Adam does that with his art yep. and with, like, stories that he writes. I'm just like, this is in your brain? Like, this is how your brain works? <laughs> yeah. I'm busy over here being mean to myself in my brain. And you're over there, like, creating beauty. Like, yeah. and, um, yeah, actually, talking about Advent, um, the first Sunday of Advent was this past Sunday. And actually, apparently this is rare, but it was also the first day of Hanukkah. And, oh. um, like, usually they don't line up like that, mm-hmm. but um, they did this year. And the sermon that um, our, like, our usual pastor was out this week, and so our, like, other pastor, they all have different titles. I don't remember what they all are. But <laughs> he preached, and it was this really beautiful sermon about... Um, like an oil lamp and he actually lit a a lamp lit with olive oil Mm -hmm. and it lasted the whole sermon and it was just like a beautiful illustration and it was just so cool talking about light and how like we really can't we took a lot of like to use the word pagan I'm using air quotes traditions to celebrate Christmas but really we can relate a lot of them to Jesus because of how cool he is. Yeah. <laughs> that was really anticlimactic. But <laughs> I just love the light analogy. I just think there's a million different ways to go with it. And yeah. Christmas lights are the bomb. Yes. Um, both of our neighbors on either side of us had a little something to say about how early we put ours up. It was oh. 
definitely well before December 1st. <laughs> and actually, when I realized December 1st is National Christmas Lights Day, I'm like, oh, <laughs> is this when most people put them up? <laughs> no. I mean, like, we, our neighbors put theirs up before we okay. even did. Because you want to get it before... The reason we didn't do lights last year is because it got too cold. cold. Yeah. 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 So we took... Well, actually, Adam will just do anything, like with Christmas decorations to make my little Christmas heart happy and he even we even replaced some of our lights some of our brand new lights to just make it more fun we did color blinking lights instead of just regular white lights Ryan like, is it's gonna just... be so jealous because oh, I, I, yeah. I like the white lights and he yeah. wants the colored but so you know they do make they I guess they make both you can get um, like where you can switch it from one the remote to... yeah that's aren't those expensive is. though Maybe, but go after Christmas. That's true. That's yeah, true. let's all go after Christmas. Too. I will say, though, we went this weekend to get new lights because one of our strands was broken, and it, it was already so picked over. No way. Yeah, it was, like, hard to find what we were looking for. I mean, you could obviously you can always order online, but, I mean, he was really determined this weekend to decorate our, our house, and mm-hmm. he did, but, yeah, yeah. so... Well, there you go. National Christmas Lights Day and National Romania, Romanian national holiday. And, you know, usually I try to tie. You can't really tie those. I try to tie the holidays into somehow inviting your friends to listen to Seeking Sailor. You know what? Put up your Christmas lights, invite your friends, and listen to Seeking Sailor. There you go. Um, I (laughs) can recommend some food you could eat that's Romanian. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So there's something and called... And don't feel bad about yourself for eating That's some food. Right. Yes. You deserve a Twinkie or whatever it is. Actually, nobody mm. should eat Twinkies. Twinkies <laughs> are not Romanian. <laughs> oh, I was just saying food in general. Oh, I see, I oh, see. okay, yeah. Romanian, a really good thing that we I ate while I was there, it was called zakuska, and it's like this pepper, eggplant, tomato, like, spread. Oh, my gosh. Spread. That sounds... You you look like it sounds gross, but no, I'm not. It sounds so good. Oh, okay. Your face was like unsure, but yeah, they put it on toast, and I ate it like every day I was there. It was I bought I bought some and brought it home. I think you can find it at World Market, but yeah, zakuska. Get some zakuska, spread it on toast, and don't feel any guilt while you're eating it as you are enjoying your twinkling Christmas lights. There we go. <laughs> Tie it up. There you go. Tie it up. Wrap it in a bow. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks for listening, guys. We really are, are putting our heart out there. We are enjoying the journey along the way, and um, we would love to hear any questions you guys may have. We'd love to hear about your journey um, if you'd like to share. So feel free. You can message us on Instagram, and you can comment on any of our posts. Um, we'll post about this episode, and you can tell us a little bit about anything that you heard in this episode that maybe encouraged you or that you're learning along the way as well. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram, that you're following the podcast. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a five-star review. Uh, It does go a long way in building this podcast. And um, as always, we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.